This is your Drive at 5 and ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome back in. It is News and Views, Tom and Benny. And uh, we have on the line with us North Carolina Senate Majority Whip, Republican Jim Perry. Jim, welcome back in. Good to have you with us. Hey, Jim. Hey, thanks for having me. Jim, uh, give us the latest on what's uh, happening with the Supreme Court hearing on the legislative district maps. We know that uh, February 2nd, two weeks from today, in fact, will be the oral arguments. But uh, has anything changed since the uh, Superior Court uh, prevailed on the maps? Well, I, I think the, the biggest thing is, is once we receive the ruling from a unanimous uh, bipartisan three-judge panel, um, we, you know, we, we saw an immediate uh, appeal uh, come from the the plaintiffs, and uh, when the when the court gave us an outline of you know what would happen on what dates, we realized that uh, the Supreme Court was not going to even plan to hear oral arguments um, until the second. And state law requires that if if the court finds a problem with the maps, that the General Assembly would be given uh, 14 days to redraw them. Uh, based upon when the Board of Elections said they would need these maps in order to not move the primary, uh, that uh, time frame is too compressed and, and would not provide the, the General Assembly with the 14 days as required by law. Uh, if, if the goal is not to have um, any type of uh, intrusion uh, on separation of powers, then we feel like we need to make sure that the General Assembly does indeed have those 14 days to, to redraw maps. But uh, I, I think you would be the first to say this is not to infer that you think that it's a long shot for you to prevail. I mean, it has nothing to do with what you think of the outcome is. It's just what if. Well, re- regardless uh, of the outcome, uh, if if they were to not change the maps, uh, we'd still be in compliance with the law. Right. If they they did change the maps um, on their own, which you know the law says, first of all, that you know there's a constitutional requirement that the General Assembly. Uh, be the ones to draw the maps. There's there's nothing uh, in the the law or the Constitution um, that says, well, if if that doesn't work out, you guys can do it. There there is some precedent in the past, um, but if there is, you know, if we we believe in the separation of powers and that's our constitutional duty, and we have a path to ensure a failsafe is put into place, that if if the court did come down with a ruling that said, hey we think you need to do this and this is why, which I can't find a reason for that in our state constitution. But if they did, this would just allow us uh, to comply with their order and comply with uh, general statute. Now I'm not being facetious when I ask this next question, but what in the world would you do to make the maps better or fairer? Well, I, I think that that is such a subjective phrase. Um, and people get caught up. I, you know, we, we live in a society that has decided that, you know, when you can't have your way, you just change the definition um, and the meaning of words. And now, you know, people run around with this 
this asinine argument that because X number of people vote for a Democratic governor, then we should have proportional representation in our state. And um, proportional representation is impossible to achieve without gerrymandering uh, and purposefully uh, tilting the balance and making someone's vote not count uh, when you when you're by district. Um, you know, there's no proportional representation on the governor's cabinet for all the Republicans that voted uh, in the state. When he appoints people, he, he appoints Democrats. Uh, we are our Constitution set us up to to not split counties for a reason, because counties have certain interests, uh, communities of interest in those counties. Uh, they they share interests. They you know, it's easy to get them outvoted if we just go all proportional. But that, that is something that's made up by individuals when they, they make arguments. It's not grounded in law. It's not based on our statutes. It's not based on our state constitution. It's a straw man argument. Now, you want to delay, as you inferred, you want to delay. And, and we, got, uh, we have in front of us uh, Senator Ralph Heiss's um, press release, uh, the uh, the the primary would be now delayed till June. Um, yeah, be does, three weeks. Does the let I assume the legislature has to come back into session to vote on this? Correct. Uh, we actually uh, intend to take this matter up tomorrow, and uh, we are operating under a skeletal session now. So we're we're technically still in the long session uh, from last year. And we convened in, in Raleigh today, and uh, we will actually be on the chamber floor for a planned vote tomorrow, and the House will take the issue up after we do. So you're, you're going to have as many of your members there as, as th- that can make it, I assume. I mean, it's, it's a call to arms, basically. Uh, it, it is, and, and we, you know, I'm, I'm the whip. <laughs> go, go get them, we'll Tiger. A, yeah, we, we have enough members to have a quorum and to uh, vote that out of our chamber. Do you expect the Democrats to show up for this vote? So, yeah, I, I do expect them to show up. Um, I think there's some questions. We, we had uh, early indications from them that um, they would be there and that they didn't have a problem with this and that they would vote for it. And um, late last night, early this morning, I began getting um, indications to the contrary. So I, I, I think <laughs> they uh, they've probably gotten some legal advice uh, from someone who indicated they didn't want them to do that. And without, without Democrat support um, regarding the extension and protecting our constitutional authority to, to draw those maps, uh, we're likely headed for a gubernatorial veto. Jim, you uh, you mentioned it uh, at the start that uh, last week the uh, the unanimous three three judge panel that that was bipartisan two Republicans and one Democrat yep. voted unanimously to uphold the maps. Um, That's right. Last week, uh, the statements out of that panel. One of the statements that I'll read. At the end of the day, after carefully and fully conducting our analysis, it is clear that the plaintiff's claim must fail. Judges, like many of the citizens they serve, do not always like the results they reach. The fact notwithstanding, judges have a solemn duty to uphold the law. 
we have done our best to perform that duty regardless of the consequences. Now, as this goes before the Supreme Court um, of North Carolina, this unanimous three-judge panel looking at the backgrounds of these judges, they they have a you know, a history of, of, of being on the bench, of, uh, of, of doing legal work. Now, if it goes to the Supreme Court, which is, you know, four, four Democrats, three Republicans, um, and looking at some of the Supreme Court, you know, they don't have a, some of them don't have a lot of uh, bench experience. If they come up with something different when this panel was so adamant about this, I mean, can it be looked at? on anything other than partisan if the Democrats vote 4-3 to say these maps are unconstitutional? I, I don't think so. I, you know, and, and put partisan ideals aside, and let's not talk about Democrats and Republicans. Let's talk about conservative jurists. And I'm talking little c. I'm not talking about something associated with the Republican Party. I'm talking about someone who believes that our Constitution was written uh, as it's intended to be interpreted. Uh, interpreted. Some, um, I'm talking about someone who believes that um, they can't bridge the gap. The law tells them what to do. Their job is to, um, you know, read the law and apply it as written. And and where we've where we've drifted to, and, and maybe we have too many law schools. Maybe we need to shut a few of them down if they re- receive state funds. But maybe there's too many lawyers out there, and they get bored. Uh, where we've drifted to is you have too many individuals who've decided, well, this is the outcome that I just feel is right. It feels just. So, you know, it's not written anywhere that I have the authority to do this, but because I think it's just, let me see. I want to end up in point B, so I'm going to go back. Oh, look, here's a piece of the law that, you know, I can say, well, I mean, if you think about it, I can sort of interpret it uh, this way, and they make those arguments, and it stands. Um, there are some danger areas for them that if they get into, then they start talking about federal issues, and you know maybe the federal courts would, would take it up. But unfortunately, and, and very few people understand this, uh, in, in the state of North Carolina, with matters regarding the state constitution, when it's not in conflict with federal law, uh, our state Supreme Court they, they are the ones with the final say. And that's, that's why those, those court seats are, are so important. The, the two most important elections we will have in November, I always always joke at, at fundraisers that it, it's my election, Senator Berger's, but the, the two most important elections we're going to have are those two Supreme Court uh, justice seats. Right. And things mm-hmm. like this are why. So you've got someone who interprets the law as written and doesn't take power from the people. You know, someone doesn't have to like Republicans. That's fine. They don't have to like me. That's fine. But when you negate what I do when I'm up here, you, you've essentially negated the will of the people right. and the 210,000 people that I represent. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's mm. going too far. Yeah, and to your point on how important these races are – you know, if you look at the history of, of judges, not only on North Carolina Supreme Court, it's all over the country and at the U.S. Supreme Court, 
you've got too many people that you look at their resumes and their past and their their legal career has been about advocating for one particular position for one particular party or one particular group of people versus being an advocate for the law and we need to get back to electing electing uh, justices that are you know, have a history of being an advocate for the Constitution. And when you say conservative, I think that's what you mean. Being a conservative doesn't have anything right. to do with a political ideology. It means that you believe right. the Constitution is the law, period. That's right. That's the, right. You know, and, and it, it, it's further compounded with, make no mistake, this is why Anita Earls is on that Supreme Court. <laughs> Without question. I mean, this, this, no. is, this is her... A role in life. It's why she's here. But when her largest campaign backer, Bingo. you know, a quarter of a million dollars coming from Eric Holder's organization supporting her campaign, there's no question about how she's going to rule. There, there's no question about, you know, will she draw that bridge to fill in that gap that does not exist, that she has no authority to do. Will she make something up and will the court go with her you know does does justice irving does justice irving care about his family um their their rich heritage in the legal community how far will he let her go you know they have a storied history um or is he going to to abide by the rule of law and say you know what i don't like this i wish it were different but i have not been granted the authority by law, to make these changes that, that she wants to make. You know, the, the, the three-judge panel was very, uh, I think, succinct in pointing out that, you know, they have to assume something's constitutional. They have to assume the General Assembly acted in good faith. That's what the law requires them to do. And to find one of our acts to be unconstitutional, I mean, it has to be plain as day and on the face. And I challenge any of you to go read that Constitution and find any words about um, giving one uh, side partisan advantage being unconstitutional when drawing a map, uh, that, that's absolutely absurd. And that, that's what their, their ruling did indicate. They said, hey, we found some situations where if they could choose between um, giving an advantage to Republicans versus giving an advantage to Democrats, we believe they gave advantage to Republicans. But we can't find any law. We can't find any section of the Constitution that forbids that because it doesn't exist. Yeah. Do you think that the Democrats are fearful that maybe Sam Irvin would side with the Republicans? I mean, case after case, in fact, the the voter ID case, the Carolina Journal is reporting today that the voter ID case, Mm -hmm. they want to bypass the Court of Appeals and they want to go straight to the Supreme Court. And again, they're asking that Republican Justice uh, Berenger recuse herself on this. Are they are they so worried that they keep asking for recusals? Do they think that uh, one of the Democrats might actually side with the Republicans on this? I think that's a straw man argument too, because they you know they they when anytime they anticipate that you know Anita Earls will be challenged because this case is brought forward by her largest campaign backer. Right, which is a reasonable right. thing to make the argument with. There's precedent. I, I think I read there's been over 40 uh, decisions rendered by judges that used to be members of the General Assembly and legislation they voted on. So 
they know that. Um, right. They keep beating that drum. It's just good press. It's just like when they, they keep calling things. They, they say, well, these were done to dilute the power of minority voters. So you think they, they just want to vilify. They want to vilify Behringer. That, that's all this yeah. stuff is. I mean, they, they know that there's, there's precedent and that um, Justice Behringer hadn't done anything wrong. Well, the same thing beating the racial drum on the districts when the courts plainly held that, hey, there's no argument in there. There's nothing in there that dilutes the, the power of a race to vote. There might be something on a political party. But if, if 90 percent of African-Americans uh, vote for Democrats, then effectively what the courts would be saying is that we must allow Democrats to win. Right. I mean, you know, I mean, how can they do that? Aren't, aren't they? robbing the, the vote from a Republican, a registered Republican, when they do that. It's just, it, it's such a circus. And the media just loves it. You know, they, they report whatever they say every day, and uh, many of them appear to hold it up as fact. I, I've seen uh, very few, but some, who've attempted to be reasonable with this stuff. Uh, Senator Jim Perry, do you plan to be at the uh, oral arguments in two weeks? I don't know um, if I'll be watching. They're going to do those virtually. Oh, they are. Okay. I was a little little disappointed in that. Um, but I, I, if I don't watch, I'm, I'm sure I'll watch a recap. And we have a, you know, we've got a pretty top notch legal team that's been right. been working on this stuff. Um, you know, I can't understand why the Democrats or the governor wouldn't want us to uphold our constitutional authority and responsibility of of drawing those maps if there's an issue. I mean, it, it, it does feel like they're um, plotting to ramrod this stuff down our throat as they they tried to do with so many things over time. You know, if you can't win at the ballot box, you've got to run to the courtroom. Yep, yep. And, and that is the issue. You asked if there's an issue. That is the issue right there. <laughs> well, they got, to, they got 250 million reasons to try to get it to the Supreme Court because Anita Earls is there. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, listen, uh, 250,000, excuse me. Senator Perry, thank you for your time, and we look forward to talking to you after the oral arguments. Let's do that. Put it on the calendar. Sure. Happy to do it. Thanks for having me. All right. Thank you, Senator Jim Perry. We've got to take a timeout. Stay with us. We'll be right back. 